fight me. I have control of your body. All brain and motor functions are under my power. No. Silence. See how I control you. Turn. Look. You are my prisoner. Welcome, everybody, to episode 102 of the Metabilis 2 podcast, featuring myself, Ben. And David. And uh, it's a new, it's a, whole, it's a whole new year. It is. It is. Uh, we're entering our, what, third or fourth year of doing this. Yeah, yeah, and we are now in the marvelous space year of 2019. The future. The year of Blade Runner and Zardoz. Mm-hmm. And Astrid has to renew her helicopter permit for she Enemy d- in the World. She d- I, hope she, <laughs> I hope she gets around to doing that, because we wouldn't want her to fly a helicopter without a permit. We sure would not. That would be bad. Bad Astrid. Mm-hmm. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> she so. would deserve a jolly good smacked bottom if she did that. <laughs> Well, that the, that was the opening shot of Astrid in Enemy of the World, wasn't it? Of her bottom. Yes, I think it was. Anyways, whatever, whatever. anyway, we're getting <laughs> off severely off topic, severely off topic. So we have a new new episode of Doctor Who. New to, episode of Doctor Who after our off, only episode of Doctor Who this year for 2019. I suspect that may that's maybe why they shifted it to New Year's, possibly so that it, it would provide be. us with. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did have an episode in 2019. Yes, you're also going to have to wait till 2020s the rest. Anyway, so resolution. Yes. What did you think? Interesting experience. So I <laughs> really, really enjoyed it while I was watching it. Right. Having then rewound it in my head. Um, right. Uh, parts of it stopped making sense. Yes. However, that doesn't prevent me from continuing to enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. So that's my that's my review in a in a nutshell. I mean, <laughs> you've got to, it's the Daleks are back. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. Well, should we just wrap it up there? Yeah, let's wrap it Keep up Keep it there. a short podcast? Yep. The Daleks are there. Come on. It doesn't make any sense if you think back on it, but it was fun while it lasted. Mm-hmm. The bar was so low after the Battle of Rangskur of Kolos blah, blah, blah. Yeah. that uh, Anything. it didn't take much. Didn't take much. And I, I mean, I suspect this, this was the season finale, wasn't it? I think the, it was. The reason why Ranskor Ak blah, blah, was so poor is that it wasn't the season finale. They took care of some issues with that as a season finale. It kind of wraps up Graham's arc, but this ties up the Jody Jody Whitaker Doctor arc. And if there, you know, if there is such a thing, if there is such a thing, but yeah, and uh, and Ryan's uh, unresolved issues with his father, I guess. But visually, there's some tying in with Lynn when she was possessed by the Dalek Scout mutant, making the casing with uh, Whitaker making her Sonic. So yeah, there's that yeah. the visual visual uh, bits and just how at the very end of The Woman Who Fell to Earth, the Doctor uses a microwave to zap herself to find the TARDIS. And then I, I guess you can take a part of microwave and attach it to a Dalek and fry the inside of a Dalek. Yes. Uh, so there's some bookending there. It's some funky, like, South Korean dodgy microwave that, like, Del Trotter's trying to sell <laughs> to people. The black Del Trotter, right? Yeah. Um, so it was enjoyable. I felt, you know, I, when I watched it, I said, oh, it, this was, this is great Doctor Who. Then I watched it again a second time 
and then all the seams started coming (laughs) unraveled it uh there was a lot of a lot of problems so uh it was good for the first watch the second watch is sort of like wait a minute wait a minute hang on what yeah yes exactly so what? So uh, we are we are we we're going to pick at those seams, or are we going to celebrate our initial enjoyment, or what's the plan? Well, let's start with the good stuff. I really enjoyed uh, Charlotte Ritchie's portrayal as Lynn up until she stopped being <laughs> controlled by Nick Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I thought Nick Briggs did an excellent job as every woman's the, fantasy uh, mind to, have controlling. to be controlled by Nick Briggs. <laughs> Uh, uh, I think you know he's the smooth talking uh, Nick Briggs, uh, uh, Nicholas Briggs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she was brilliant. It was brilliant. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've never seen. I mean, it's, it's obvious that Daleks can do that. So it's a whole mm-hmm. new spin to what Daleks can do. Mm-hmm. Daleks can obviously do that. I don't know why they haven't done it before. Um, uh, but it's awesome when they think this is the thing they're going to start to do. It worked mm-hmm. a lot better than the Moffat thing where like stuff started coming out of people's heads. What was oh, that one? Oh, with the eye stock? Yeah, what the hell was that? They were Dalek puppets, exactly. And that's what the, the mutant called uh, Lynn his puppet or its puppet. Scary. So it's almost as if the new showrunner is uh, critiquing or calling out directly the previous showrunner. This is not a puppet. This is how you do a puppet. Yeah, this is how we do it. And it was incredibly cool. And she was very awesome as possessed Lynn or mm-hmm. Dalek controlled Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she offed a couple of policemen. That was that was pretty brilliant. Right. Um, Where that little bit fell apart, I thought, was... Uh, she was wearing a police uniform, which had a name badge on it, the woman woman police officer. And there was a police car outside of this farmer's workshop or shed, machine shed. Why didn't Yaz question it? Or even, why yeah. was this ignored? And it, this is, yeah. uh, you know, the, I was slipping into a critique. Yaz is, Yaz is kind of useless in this. Again. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think I've kind of forgotten that Yaz is in the show, really, that much. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, we have a crowded... We, we start out the series with a crowded TARDIS with uh, four people in the TARDIS, and we end now with like seven a, people in the TARDIS. How many people are in like, the TARDIS? Yeah, and I I remember a time when getting into the TARDIS was kind of a thing that was like, ooh, didn't often happen to people. But now, yeah. like, everyone, just come in to the TARDIS, well, fine. Well, JNT kind of opened the floodgates come on that in, when you think fine. of with, her, in you with come. Earthshock and Black Orchid and... There's a lot of a lot of just uh, random people coming into the TARDIS. Do you want to resolve, you know, the issues point. you have with your son? Just come in the TARDIS. Come in the TARDIS. <laughs> we'll get it done. TARDIS yeah. will do it. I mean, I, there were some there were some longer shots of the TARDIS mm-hmm. interior. Um, I'll, have, <gasps> I'll have to say, I have to say those those moving up and down crystals <laughs> are really poor. I can <sighs> understand why they haven't shown those before and hopefully God. that they'll never show them again. Um, those are awful. It, Jeez. Uh, yeah, that aye, was aye, aye. Uh, not a good look for the TARDIS at all. No, I, I find it's funny. There was a, a couple of Doctor Who magazines ago that was like a gushing, as it is now all gushing, basically. Mm-hmm. There was a gushing interview with the like new TARDIS designer, like, blah, he's amazing, blah. But no. really, honestly, those <laughs> wibbling crystals, like crystals don't do that. Mm. That's something that literally, if a giant well, crystal wh- was a thing, that's one of the things that it wouldn't do <laughs> if it was what it isn't 
which is inside the TARDIS. It was awful. I don't, I anyway. don't know. I think DWM has uh, fully uh, been sold out and it's now Cardiff Pravda. Completely. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's the. Yes, exactly. Um, anyway, um, so that was that. Um, yeah, so, uh, so where were the we? Initial, oh, yes. The initial setting, the setting no under good. Sheffield Town Hall, I thought was good. The old uh, Victorian yes. sewers, I thought was pretty good. It was very atmospheric. Yeah, Victorian. Uh, there some. There are some. Those are some pretty funny looking sewers, I'll have to say. And again, let me also recommend everybody yet again to watch Threads, which shows you what it's really like underneath Sheffield Town Hall. Well, I was wondering if this was under old Sheffield Town Hall, which is <laughs> abandoned and in, 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 in the medieval the medieval Sheffield, no, Sheffield no, no. Town Hall. No, there's an there's old Sheffield Town Hall, which is uh, is one of the most endangered buildings in the UK, and it's. Oh. Uh, have you have you become an an, an expert in the architecture <laughs> of Sheffield? I have been train spotting uh, Sheffield architecture since uh, the what Arachnids in UK and Park Hill. I did not know there was an old Sheffield Town Hall. You got one up yes. me on the, you're one, yeah, one, one up uh, me Take a look at that. that and it's a derelict building uh, that is endangered and I thought maybe they were under old Sheffield Town Hall for Certainly. Okay. They didn't they certainly didn't say old Sheffield Town Hall. So again, this is me as a viewer doing a little heavy lifting trying to make things make sense. I mean, I have to say also, I mean, so the archaeologist in me is like no way is that a is is what uh, so if someone's cut down, like, you know, in battle, you know, attacked by footpads or whatever happened mm-hmm. to that particular custodian, um, there's no way the body would be like that. It would be torn apart by animals for a start in, right. you know, within a day. Um, so uh, it was kind of a Mount Vesuvius. Uh, Mount yeah, I, I think they could have done that better. Right I mean, you know, it could have been a, you know, there could have been a ritual burial or something would have made more sense. But to have someone lying by the side of the road like that and then still lying by the side of the road mm-hmm. like that, you know, yeah. a thousand years a bit later, of a stretch. never going to happen, basically. Yeah, suspension of disbelief was... And, uh, ha- and how did that guy get to the South Seas, like, via aeroplane or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know... Contiki. Contiki. Thor Heyerdahl. He, 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 he could, <laughs> in his balsa wood raft, he got all yep. the way to some <laughs> silly island somewhere. Yep. Which, 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 I might add, doesn't change in 1,100 years. No, 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 it stays exactly the same. And what's more, the thing they built over the whatever that was of a Dalek was like bits of sticks and stuff, um, which I, I would have thought at least they could have built like a giant temple or something. I don't know. Mm. That, was well, pretty, yeah. that was pretty pathetic after a thousand years. <laughs> and there's just like some woman sitting by it. I've been yeah. sitting here for a thousand years or whatever. Well, the Order of the Custodians was an interesting concept, and it could have had better payoff. It was a bit. It was a bit Da Vinci Code, I'm afraid, which is yeah. a, a book I hate with absolute passion. So, but I'll I'll just throw this pitch out at you. Okay. What if Aaron, Ryan's dad, Ooh. was part of the Order of the Custodians, what and if? that's why he was back because they finally the two orders the siberian order and the south pacific order uh intersect south pacific order (laughs) and uh find that the sheffield order has gone missing for the last a thousand years or whatever and aaron is kind of like a templar and explains his evasiveness and why he wasn't there for his son and he's hunting down this trisected dalek or something i don't know that's good that's good that's a lot better than him just being generic dad which is like what he was in the show yeah it was kind of crap on dad uh or um the doctor Chibnall putting the lines in hi ryan's dad you weren't at grace's funeral ryan waited for you you let him down uh it 
it isn't the doctor just kind of observing weird stuff or stuff that people wouldn't say because in this series people seem to always say these kind of things it just seemed out of place she she she's a bit of a scold isn't she she is and i think she's kind that's... of wagging her fingers at people oh yeah naughty, and you naughty dad or you naughty Dalek, I warned you to leave the planet. I told you to leave the planet. And, you know, and then having to ha- that, it's almost insecure having to turn to companions. Didn't I warn them? You know, that type of thing. That yeah. kind of, uh, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And bit. just yeah. just the confrontation with the doctor, she had no plan other than to do kind of the cliche by now the scene where you would you would expect like the tenant doctor go earth is protected type bit you got to get through me first and yeah anyways uh going back to things i liked when the dalek was taking over lynn akinola did a really nice riff starting off with i think the dalek control room sound that dick mills had way yep. back when that boom 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 thing boom, 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 and sound, then yeah. kind of punching it up and making it more rock and roll but i thought it was a really neat way of a linking in a dalek sound effect that we really liked into the theme for lynn being taken over so i thought that was really pretty good i thought the music was i thought the music really actually was good i've not been i'm afraid that impressed by uh, Segana, Akinola, so far. But yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the music mm-hmm. was excellent. Very, very, and it was nicely low. Uh, it wasn't too overpowering. Very nice. And I thought mm-hmm. it worked well with Wayne Yip's direction. Uh, direction. Yes. A lot of overhead, a lot of drone shots of uh, looking on top, looking down at the scene. and Yeah, that's okay. I mean, drone shots, drone shots are a bit of a cliche now, but... They're you know, very 2018, doc, I guess. <laughs> doc, if Doctor Who is anything, it's about a mixed... It's like, you know, mixing up cliches, so that's fine, really. Yeah. I thought the Dalek Mutant looked really good, too. Yeah, I mean, he was a bit CGI, but that's fine, because what mm-hmm. else would he be? But I think that it was obviously some model work in there as well, which I thought was good. I'm looking forward to having the Dalek backpacks, the Dalek Mutant backpacks that are going to be unveiled this year. Nice. Oh, I want one of those, yeah. I think that looked pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and it was good. I mean, you know, I, I, I still, going back to things I, that started to unravel, I don't really understand how the medieval battle people defeated a Dalek and then I don't really understand why cutting the Dalek into three pieces stops it and then I don't really understand why if you dig up one of those three pieces then the Dalek comes back to life again hmm okay well I think that the... explain that to me please <laughs> well <laughs> so the Battle of Hope Valley or as a, or the Battle of Sheffield Town Hall you have to think of these humans like the Exelons and Death of the Daleks. Now, we had the Exelons taking on Daleks and Death of the Daleks and causing them to burst into flames. And very that. true, very true. Okay. Granted, the Daleks were without their energy weapons, but there was a lot more Daleks than just one Dalek scout. So it's conceivable, I think, how this medieval battle could have uh, defeated a Dalek. Yeah, okay. All right. We have precedence with the Exelons. Yeah, they're they're present, and it is a Dalek scout. It maybe is, you know, it's mm-hmm. maybe it's got some weaknesses. It's also probably like a, it's a Dalek. I mean, presumably people are working really hard right now to reconcile all this with kind of Dalek history. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is when the Daleks were kind of I don't know breaking out of 
coming out of Scaro. Um, so it's maybe it's an early model, earlier model. Well, that's um, that's just some... that's another question. Why are the Dalek Scouts so great? Why wouldn't you make all the Daleks like that? Well, I mean, this is well. I mean, I think this is always what I think about Daleks. Every, I mean, Daleks aren't that good. I mean, this is what's so amazing about Daleks is you know they they're pretty pants. They, they think they're amazing. <laughs> because they've been programmed to think they're amazing by Davros, but mm-hmm. actually they've got a lot wrong with them, mm-hmm. but they can never admit that, which is why they're so angry all the time, because mm-hmm. they have this inferiority complex thing going on. So, yeah, I completely would understand why, you know, the Daleks were like, Scouts, do this, but right. brr, we don't do that. We do that instead. So, that, you know, that, 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 worked makes, that, that makes perfect sense to me. So how a Dalek can teleport itself from two different places under uh, ultraviolet light, that is a bit of a magic hand-wavy stretch that... That really stuck out on the second viewing. Yeah, and I think I think you could have done that better. I think what it seemed to me is that Chibnall really wanted a kind of Da Vinci Code custodian plot for reasons best known to himself. Right. Which actually stopped making sense about five minutes after he started to write it, but he kept on writing it to see whether it would make sense eventually. And obviously, in the end, it, it, and it never actually did. It never did. Yeah, he's not Moffat. He can't do it. Yeah, because <laughs> there, there are ways you still could have had a medieval battle against a Dalek and it's dead and it's buried and you dig it up and it comes back to life again that I, I, that's fine you can do that it's the having it on the other side of the world and then it comes back to life again that doesn't make sense so you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah well I mean he, he Chibnall I think kind of rifted or lifted this from the Gareth Roberts 2006 novel called I Am a Dalek, which is... Oh, I don't know that one. All right. It's an archaeological dig where oh. they uh, uncover a Dalek shell, oh. and a young woman is, starts killing people because she's a, a nascent human-Dalek uh, hybrid. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, you know... Uh, Have you read it? It's a, bit of, it's a bit of a riff riff off of it, or if not a direct right. uh, lifting of it. Uh, Roberts on his uh, Twitter feed just kind of did the... Uh, Hmm, similar, I wonder, because people were asking him about that. his beard, right. Yes, yes. yes. What do we think of the the Cyberdyne systems, or whatever they're called, who have all the Dalek weaponry? Like, where did they get all those weapons from? All right, so that's MDZ research? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Useless? Why even have it? Yeah, uh, I mean, I can only assume maybe they're being set up for something further down the line. I mean, knowing Chibnall, probably not, because I don't think he can do that very well. But yeah, that seemed a bit kind of extra. Well, so when the Dalek mutant was controlling Lynn to surf the internet, she went to MDZ and Black Archive. Yeah. And you would think that, okay, so MDZ was buying up all the supposedly the rumor that Mitch heard that the custodians said, because I guess he's a custodian spotter, or he's all in the uh, custodians of the order, or whatever the Dalek. We're buying up all this alien tech on the black market, and I suppose that's plausible. We had back in what 2005 with Dalek, with Van Staten collecting all yeah, the yeah, Dalek yeah. stuff on the black market, and I suppose if Unit was dissolved or uh, defunded through, Brexit. I'm guessing Brexit, yeah. Brexit, which I thought was fun actually it's you know there are consequences for brexit so it was very pointedly that they didn't mention brexit because i'm not sure the bbc is allowed to take sides 
i.e. say the Brexit is a bad thing. So that, that kind of spiked a little bit. But I mean, as you say, I mean, it would have been perfect. You know, OK, the unit's been defunded. So the unit black archive of alien tech has then kind of flooded out. Into, um, I think right. I think with a little bit more effort in terms of writing, um, you would have needed another draft. You would have. Yeah, you could with another draft. You could have got that to work. But yeah, I thought mm-hmm. the what are they called? M-Tech? What do you MDZ MDZ were a little yeah it was like hey who and then bang Dalek weaponry right here we go and it was okay (laughs) I guess that's fine yeah and just uh, so you have we have a lot of throwaway characters in this Uh, the guard at MDZ was I think a really uh, a bad writerly move by Chipnall by having this young gay man being then offed and you know earlier in the series he didn't really have to be gay did he really to be honest no and it's sort of like (laughs) the only reason he did it i don't know is for inclusiveness but then he's already killed off several gay couples earlier the one that stands out is the niece's wife or something in arachnids of uk yeah by the spiders he just comes off as like a a being and i don't know anyone like this i'm just imagining this is some kind of cliche that someone might imagine exists like a particular kind of gay man who won't shut up about his husband i guess right or boyfriend or boyfriend or whatever he said yeah yeah it just it's sort of like it was a needless detail and then just to kill him off i'm assuming he's dead Apparently, according, um, according to Wikipedia, he's called Security Guard Richard. Oh, well, rest in peace, Security Guard Security Richard. Security Guard Richard. Whether Richard's his second name or his first name, we'll never know. <laughs> his first, he's Richard Keith. He's Richard Richard is what he is. <laughs> Dick Richard. Dick, All right. Dick, Dick Richard, Security Guard Dick Richard at your service. Um, oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, That's that kind of like good, Bill actually, Filer. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so that I thought that could have been done better. I mean, what do you think of the whole... I mean, I think in general, uh, again, second draft would have given us a better reason why unit... I mean, that was kind of played for laughs, the kind of call center. Yeah. I'm like, oh, your unit isn't, doesn't exist anymore. There are other security, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that was a bit too flippant to get rid of like a major 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 part of the doctor who mythos just for you know no really apparent reason i felt yeah i i'm okay with it I think yeah no it i'm fine with it i just think you know if they just had one more round of refining the script it could have been more effective yeah i think it could have been written better and instead of said unit still exists but unit no longer operates in the uk due to a funding dispute and something like that yes uh, who, yeah. who knows but it, i I think it was okay to do, but you have to wonder who that joke was for. Someone new to the series isn't really going to get it. Nope. And uh, People like us don't like it. I would have said, actually, that could have not been in there at all. I would have not have been bothered by the Doctor not being helped by Unit in this instance. Um, I mean, Unit mm-hmm. often doesn't help. Right. For no explained reason. So, you know, right. why we have to have a couple of minutes of business, um, you know, semi-comedic business to explain it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it was fine, but it didn't. It, it was kind of uh, flat-footed and didn't land correctly, I think. Yes. I think I, I think I would agree with that. Yes. And then to not have unit, but then just have random troops. Yeah, which are unit. Why not, just, why not just that B unit? Yes. And I thought that was interesting because, I mean, it was an incredibly cool sequence, I felt. Uh, yet it was like, so hang on. So the Dalek flies away from Sheffield. Mm-hmm. 
towards Gloucestershire, which is where GCHQ, and then lands <laughs> in a place where there mm-hmm. are some soldiers all of a sudden, and then it kills all the soldiers. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just don't understand where the soldiers came from, if you see what I mean. Yeah, well, I, I thought... How they knew. Because we had all that scenes of crying and mayhem on, what is it? GCHQ. GCHQ uh, before it crashes into that... <laughs> one guy in the control room or in the communications room, it would have been better to have those guys outside of GCHQ. Much better. And, and trying to prevent the Dalek from getting in. I don't know. I mean, and they could have done that by just filming it, like, not near something that was obviously Sheffield. Because, I mean, right. as, you, as I'm sure you know, the GCHQ is not near Sheffield. It's, I don't um, know where that is. It's, it's in Gloucestershire. It's near Bristol. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it's 150 or so miles away from Sheffield, 200 miles away right. from Sheffield. Right. So, uh, yeah, you know, but it was very cool. I mean, you know, the Daleks takes on soldiers and it kills them all, all, all mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, again, I think we're at pains to notice that the, the tank people climb out of the tank before the tank blows up. So maybe they're not did, dead. Did they get out? I don't think they got yeah. out, actually. Uh, trivia, trivia alert. Uh, that is a scimitar light reconnaissance tank, um, <laughs> which is actually similar, if not basically the same as the tank that didn't occur um in robot really okay yeah. i thought it was kind of a robot callback but it uh... was yeah i mean it was the robot the robot tank is well obviously it was a model tank um was it uh <laughs> 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 yes it was um that's a scorpion tank um which is very closely related to the scimitar so um mm-hmm. yeah there's some tank trivia there tank fans <laughs> 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 what did you make of uh, Lynn living on the same street or neighborhood that Sarah Jane Smith lives on? It oh. looked really close to uh, 10 Bannerman Road. I totally didn't notice that. Um, okay. Really? Yeah, huh. it, looked, it looked very similar to the houses or the house that it was... Well, and my Edwardian, Edwardian suburbs look all the same, really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, right. I, I, that's why I probably didn't notice it. And it's probably mm. all the same bit of Cardiff anyway, so, you know. Ah, yeah. right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, hang, hang on, we're, we're shooting forward here. So what, what, what do you think about the Dalek rebuild? Uh, well, compare it to the previous showrunner's first Dalek story with a Dalek rebuild. I think it worked a lot better as a one-off Dalek trying to reconstruct himself mm-hmm. than a new paradigm Dalek. Ugh. Yeah, those are horrible. I thought it was brilliant. Um, I could have done with it being slightly more poorly made. I think that would have been funnier. It would have uh, been funny if bits of it fell off. Yeah, and actually, they missed a trick because isn't the... Uh, well, I'm, 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 it's true that the original Dalek ears were from a, uh, a 1960s mini Right. Um, so they could have had like an old mini, and then the dolly would have like made its ears original. That would have been fun. Another trick they missed, and I would have just laughed out loud hilariously if this happened, is after raiding the uh, MDZ facility, it went into uh, raided a, a home improvement store and grabbed a plunger. That is what my fantastic nephew Finn <laughs> pointed out. Really, um, I the, just thought yep. that would have been hilarious if been... he had to get a plunger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, I mean the thing is the, the great thing, of course, about Daleks in real life, i.e., Daleks in the TV mm-hmm. show Doctor Who, is it is made of like a plunger and like an old mini and like stuff that was lying and a around flashlight. and a flashlight. <laughs> right. You know, that's basically what it's made of. So you could have been a bit more meta 
<laughs> but otherwise, I mean, it's pretty awesome. I mean, of course, Daleks, you know, of course, a Dalek uh, scout would have the ability to reconstruct itself right. um, from whatever materials that it and, finds. And quickly, too. It's only quickly. seemed like an hour that Lynn was working on that. And so. of course, because Daleks are crap racists, it can only reconstruct itself in the shape of a Dalek, you know, I mean, <laughs> they, you can't be given any latitude to kind of mm-hmm. construct yourself in a more practical fashion. Mm-hmm. It has to try really, really hard to make itself look like a Dalek because it's a racist. I think that would have been better to play up, too, if the Dalek was leveraging the hatred. Because after Lynn had been let go of the Dalek, which I don't understand why the Dalek didn't ultimately kill her other than right. Chibnall pulled a punch there. That she she was saying the Dalek's hatred is enveloping me, and that you know it was ready to kill her and manipulating her. What if the Dalek channeled Lynn's own prejudice and hatred, and that's what it was going to do with the do with the world? And it it just seemed like a missed missed opportunity to explore further. Yeah, but Lynn's going. But Lynn's good though, isn't she? Has to end up being good, so she can't be she can't have hatred for people. Oh, well, I was her, her, her boyfriend's like Indian or something. Right, but what if there was a little bit of underlying racism or yeah. you know self-doubt in her and could be could be you know how how tragic would have that been cuz Mitch was the first one to go run after her what if she killed her boyfriend? That would be too grim for this this version of Doctor Who, I believe. Yeah, yes. I suppose. Yeah. 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 But fun. That that it would that that yeah, no that would be fun. It, it seemed uh, like we were going a little less adult with this, a little more kid. Um, like you said, good for the first watching, but then when you start thinking about what, what could uh, what could you do with these ideas, yeah, uh, they aren't didn't. Fully, fully fleshed out. The adult kind of fleshing out bit really is the, the other plot strand, which really doesn't have any relevance to the rest of the show, which is the dad turning up. Mm, yeah, and... For two people that don't seem to be really wanting to talk about their emotions and feelings. They do a lot of that. They were pretty open in talking about their emotions and feelings in that really overly long scene in the cafe. The world's quietest cafe, yes. (laughs) Which I think I know why Yaz is in the series. Because Yaz knows where cafes are and when they're open on New Year's. Exactly. Because why else would Yaz know? (laughs) <laughs> a cafe at Graham and Ryan's house is open around the corner and not Graham or whatever. Exactly. And and, and the cafe that's both very large mm-hmm. and has no other people in it at all and mm-hmm. no music playing and no sound apart from two people talking about their feelings. Oh, and their microwave oven. So And the microwave I, my, oven. My note my note was uh uh Chekhov's Chekhov's oven and then a little bit later, yeah, Chekhov's oven. <laughs> Chekhov's oven. Yeah, I, I didn't think the microwave oven was going to come back, um, but it did. did you? No, no, no yeah. I, didn't, I didn't pick that up. I just thought you know, he was just like a dodgy geezer, you know, which would be like standard bad dad mm-hmm. um, behavior. Well, um, it's kind of like uh, Rose's dad trying to always sell something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's, I mean we've already had a bad dad before, mm-hmm. and this is another bad dad. Mm-hmm. But now that he's been saved, uh, maybe he won't be a bad dad anymore, or who cares? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, you, you mentioned why even bring up unit because you had I I hadn't even thought of well why unit because it's sort of like why at the end why even bring up Ryan's dyspraxia he's been cured he's been cured he's been cured as dyspraxia no well, it just had come up so inconsistently in the series and then just to name check it again at the end seemed a little little too much 
Yeah, I mean, without being, all, you know, oh God, and it, it seems like uh, there was a desire to give him some kind of disability, but not a disability would actually impact in any way on his ability to do anything, mm-hmm. which I think is sort of, I mean, I hate to say this, is sort of like what the whole show's been through this season 11. It's, you know, let's do a thing because we think we should, but then let's, right. not, let's not actually make mm-hmm. it matter at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you know, I mean, this should have gone the whole hog. Whole hog. Ryan should have been in a wheelchair. Ooh, that would have been that would have been really a challenging. Yeah. And then the doctor could have made him a space wheelchair <laughs> that was all like full of rockets and things like a Dalek. And then he could have faced off against the Dalek because Daleks yeah. are basically people in wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. Only they'd conquer their disability by being really evil and racist <laughs> yeah. and turning their wheelchairs into mini tanks, which is all mm-hmm. people what, what people in wheelchairs should do, and they can take mm-hmm. over. Yeah. What did you think of the, uh, I guess it's an RT, it's almost a painful parody of RTD with the random family complaining about their Wi-Fi? Yeah, that was, that was like, wow. Yeah, that's an ex- excellent way of putting it. It was like, it was like, wow, I've re-round all the way back to 2006, only not quite as good. So, yeah. Right. I think yeah. if RTD was going to do it, he would have had Yaz's family complaining about something. Yaz's boring family. Yeah. <laughs> complaining about the plastic bags they're collecting, whatever they were doing last time. <laughs> For no reason. Yeah. Um, or maybe, ideally, <laughs> we would have just flashed back to Yaz's family they'd all been eaten by spiders. Yeah. They'd, they'd all, just be like, all spun up in webs because be like, they never cobweb, left Park Hill. Cobweb-covered skeletons. <laughs> just sitting around a table. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Sorry. It's funny. It's too funny. Oh, dear. Um, Why weren't the spiders in the sewer? That would have been something, too. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Mr. Trick there. Yep. Yep. No, no Daleks at all. It just would have been an invasion of spiders. And, and we all know that. So spiders travel as they travel on people's backs and they tell them what to do. More unresolved business. Yeah. Yeah. Or alternatively, instead of having archaeologists, it could have been like a spider hunting team. <laughs> Exterminators. Yeah, they could have been like mopping up the spiders. spare spiders that are stuck in the sewers and they stumbled across a Dalek. You know, I like that better. I like, I that, like better that better too, yeah. I think that's good. And then we wouldn't... Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we... I mean, I also like your idea that Ryan's dad is like a Da Vinci Code style, you know, conspirator from the dawn of time. One of the Order of the Custodians yeah. or something. The Order of the Custodians, unfortunately, makes them sound like... <laughs> Janitors. They're, they're the mop-up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're, they're the Dalek cleanup crew. They are, the Order of Custodians. Or the spider. Yeah. Uh, he would have been part of the Order of the Custodians. They were there to mop up the spider mess. Who are you going to call? cleaning up the spider mess. And custodian uh, Lynn gets uh, mm-hmm. taken over by the Dalek mutant. And... Yeah, perfect, perfect. It writes itself. <laughs> it writes itself in a way that it obviously didn't write itself when when Chibnall was trying to write uh, it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it could have done another couple of drafts, another couple of drafts, maybe with us sitting in the room <laughs> with doing having doing, doing helpful suggestions like this. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, Chris, <laughs> you if go. you're listening. I'm up for that. Oh. I'm, if you want to hire me to just sit sit with you, can moonlight part of the writers' room? And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have to write anything. I would just sit there and I'd make I make silly suggestions, yeah, or just uh, tut tut noises. Exactly. Well, that's not going to work, Chris. You got to do better than that. Anyway, it's over to you. Okay, so another thing, uh, since I've been getting more into architecture since Park Hill, Graham's house has really high ceilings on his ground floor there. 
I mean, okay. a TARDIS is what three, three and a half, three point two meters tall, about ten and a half feet tall. Right, right. So, is ten foot high ceilings? I mean, they would have to have been over ten feet high ceilings to have a TARDIS land in there without. Hey, but the TARDIS, the, the TARDIS plaster. has landed in people's houses before, though. It, I it's know. Spend a lot. Spend a lot of time landing in um, uh, what's her name's house? Um, uh, Clara's. Clara's house. Closet. But I thought, it would, you know, since they went to the trouble mm. of breaking a chair instead of having the chair materialize inside the TARDIS, I thought it would have been better, since the TARDIS is so big, if it would have broke through the ceiling and you would have had bits of plaster and stuff all going through and knocking a hole through the ceiling because the TARDIS is so tall. That would have been better, actually. Yeah, that would have been funner. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, I yeah, two things could have happened. One, the chair would have, should have materialized inside the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. And two, the TARDIS should have broken through the ceiling. That would have been better in, in kind of both ways. Because, you know, any fan who's tried to uh, uh, spec out, can I fit a TARDIS in my room or not, always comes up with no, disappointment I, I that it's too big. Yes. ceilings are too low for yeah. a police box. I mean, they were made to be outdoor structures. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. What do you make of uh, Jodie Whittaker's portrayal of the Doctor here now that we have seen her? It was good. I mean, she actually she had a proper antagonist to antagonize, if mm-hmm. that's the right word of what you do to an antagonist. So I thought challenger. She, she just she was properly challenged. I don't really mm-hmm. feel that she's been properly challenged right through the season by having enemies who are worthy of her real attention. Though I have to say, I mean, she didn't. She had a far more positive reaction to being confronted by a Dalek than, you know, the Ninth Doctor did. But then again, the Ninth right. Doctor had a good reason to be particularly upset by Daleks. So or even Matt Smith, because in Victor the Dog, he was getting all anxious. medieval on the yeah. Dalek. Yeah, she was felt a lot more, a lot, maybe a lot more balanced. She doesn't seem to want to do any confrontation. This is a very talky Doctor and thinking that she can reason with the bad guys or reason with evil. Which is very laudable, only, you know, she should know by now you can't really reason with Daleks. And she says that. She's never rid of them either. Yeah. And the whole story hinges on the Doctor making a mistake. So she steps out of the TARDIS. First thing she does is do the whole sonic thing on Mitch. But she doesn't do the sonic thing on Lynn when she sees Lynn. So if she would have done that at the beginning, we could have cut out 55 minutes of television <laughs> yeah yeah well that's that's true but then again you know if she can solve it first up then as you just pointed out we don't really have a story so right yeah maybe that's a sign that the story should have another revision and that the sonic can block the dalek weapons with a laser signals with her sonic that's very convenient yeah. it's never really done that before obviously yeah. uh, so it did seem to be kind of selective in that way yeah. yeah, so it's it's kind of the reason why J&T wanted to get rid of the Sonic in the first place. Is it? It's a crutch, and Sonic it's the selectively used crutch. I think it's very, very selectively used. Certainly in this season, it's whenever she needs it, it does what it it does what she needs it to do. Mm-hmm. It's the magic wand. It is, the ma- it is, it is a Harry Potter style magic wand, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But, you know, yeah, and I think, again, another couple of revisions, she, there could have been other ways that that could have been achieved without having the Sonic mm-hmm. wa- being waved around. What did you make of the Dalek not recognizing the Doctor until the Doctor said she was the Doctor? Again, I mean, I think they could have done more with that. 
because of the change of uh, the sex change of or... sex. You know, though. Again, mm-hmm. I mean, one could imagine that Daleks don't care about sex. In fact, I'm pretty sure Daleks don't care about sex at all. Mm-hmm. So why the Dalek wouldn't recognize her? Uh, who cares? Don't know. <sighs> I'm not sure what the point of. Uh, I'm 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 getting rapidly <laughs> less less enthralled with this and I yeah well this is this is what this is what happens isn't it I mean it's you know it was a it was a fun 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 show to watch but right. as soon as you start to be a fan of it mm-hmm. i.e. start to think about it it mm-hmm. starts to fall apart pretty mm-hmm. quickly right um, and yeah. I'm bef- and I don't I really think they're not writing her strongly enough. She's not got that doctorness that I'm really want a doctor to be. My main frame of reference of Whitaker is uh, Attack the Block. Right. And she was really good in that. Yeah. I'm just not seeing the range that she's capable of with the Chibnall's writing. Well, I mean, I'm afraid I'm I'm almost coming to the point where I'm I'm back we're back to the you know, we're back to the sexy cyberwoman thing. It's like Chibnall wants to make something a woman but doesn't really know how to do that in a convincing way. So with the sexy cyberwoman, it's like, well, I want a, I want this to be a cyberwoman, but the only woman that I can think of that that would be mm-hmm. is something that's ridiculously sexualized. And then he's sort of gone the other direction here. It's like, I want the Doctor to be a woman, but the only way that I can think about her being a woman is that she's all understanding mm-hmm. and non-confrontational right. and a bit scoldy with people and... That's what a woman is like. He doesn't really seem to understand what people are like. I mean, I would almost prefer a River Song type portrayal by the Doctor than what we're getting from Whitaker. I love a River Song. Yeah, like a really campy, you know, yeah. Or, you know, like an ass-kicking Ripley, Aliens-style woman, which is also possible, apparently, because women are people and can be anything that they want sort of thing. You know, they don't have to be womanly about everything, whatever that right. means. And that seems to be the only real way that Chibnall understands how to write this character. And her sensitivity, I think, or her, her compassion, I think, is a good thing. And I, I would like to see it more. But it's very selective. And her rage and her anger seems often misdirected or really scattershot, where she's harder on... Uh, Ryan's dad and comes off really uh, won't shake his hand and whatnot and then is uh, it just seems yeah. off that we have a Dalek that's controlled Lynn who's killed three people and uh, she doesn't seem to get uh, mad <laughs> yeah well she seems more invested in ryan's dad than she is in a dalek which seems weird to me yeah and uh, to be honest you know as much as one wants to care about the characters in the show like nobody cares about ryan's dad well like yeah really nobody cares i don't care about ryan's dad Mm -hmm. there's no one watching this show who could give a toss about ryan's dad um we just want to get on to some like you know full-on doctor versus dalek action Mm -hmm. we don't care about bad dads we've already had a bad dad in the show and the bad dad was done really well which was rosie's dad Mm -hmm. because we didn't dwell endlessly on how bad a dad he was we just kind of okay yeah we know this person because we all know bad dads in real life we all know what like a parent is like and that's fine Mm -hmm. um uh so you don't have to laboriously 
endlessly talk about it and deal with mm-hmm. it and like refuse to shake someone's hand or whatever she did. I can't even remember what 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 it, what it was now. But it seems to be to be you know it's a piece of cliched relationship drama that the show doesn't really need, right. in my mm-hmm. opinion. And I think Chibnall wrote the Dalek pretty well. So we'll give him that. I mean, it was Dalek was creepy. The Dalek he wrote the Dalek excellently. I mean, a lot of it, of course, was down to Nick Briggs's brilliant Dalek performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you're right. And Charlotte Ritchie's performance too. I mean, it was a, it was yes. a pair of them, and they did the Dalek really well. They did. And for all Chibnall's reluctance of having old things in the series, he handled the back catalog pretty well with the with the Dalek. And how hard was it for Chimnall to write this one line with the Doctor explaining what the Daleks are? And I'll, I'll quote, A Dalek is a mutated remnant of a warring race genetically created and housed in a metal case designed to be a relentless killing machine. One sentence, we introduce the Daleks to a new audience. How hard was that? How hard would it be to have any of the other uh, monsters from the back catalog to be introduced in a similar manner? Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And he did something new with the Daleks, so... Uh, yeah. It, it's, ah. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. It's possible to do things new with old stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a, a crap Tim Shaw on when you could have other things. Right. Just select from the back catalogue. What's great about Doctor Who is the endless remixing and mm-hmm. reinventing of cliches and back catalogue mm-hmm. to make new things. That's why it's such a great show. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. I mean, if you try and make it new, it just becomes like every other sci-fi show. There's a lot of strands going in, like you said. He wanted to kind of have the whole Da Vinci Code with the Order of the Custodians, and all these things could have been woven together better. And I think I hate you know I think Moffat could have done this better, weaving all these disparate threads together, and coming up with a more satisfying plot where things fit together better. And then with, with which we had like with RTD, I think he could have worked the family bits in better and combined yep. the drama bits better. So it really seems to me like Chibnall is trying, but as he demonstrated in the 80s when he complained to Pip and Jane Baker, and as we do, you know, weekly, a lot of times complain about the current show, it's easy to complain about it, but actually executing and creating a good program is a difficult task. And I'm still not sure he's up to it. Yeah, and I think as we said before, he may be a better showrunner than he is than he is he is author. If you see what I mean, yeah. you know, he maybe he should just stick to you know hiring the costume designers and making sure that the location uh, scouts found well, some good locations. And, not the set designers, though. <laughs> Actually, you know what? <laughs> I, 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 I mean, having I, yeah. I think having a just a really bad TARDIS interior um, that made me that made can continue to amuse me. I just want to see those crystals like slowly and not very impressively moving up and down again on their little hinges. They should move in um, s- sequence to music and then have a disco ball in there or throb. No, what they the... should do, they should move in, into like what well, the doctor's talking. They should move up and down like Dalek always do. Like, so you know she's talking. Which you know, so you know when she's talking, even when she's got her back to you. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, as as we've said before, a new showrunner should come straight out of the gate, filled with amazing ideas for the show. You know, Moffat's first season was awesome. Mm-hmm. 
I think. Awesomer. Uh, you know, <laughs> awesomer than this one. Yeah. RTD's first season was also amazing. And, you know, this should have been, like, really, really good. Right. And obviously it'll have problems because Doctor Who's a really, really hard show to make. Right. It's very, very difficult to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would obviously always have problems. But, you know, ah, Chibnall, you've got to have some better ideas, mate. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Chris, come on. This whole writer's room malarkey, that just doesn't appear to work that well. It, you know, writer's room should be like what we're doing here. Is everyone sitting around going like, how do we make this better? How do we make this better? I just wonder if they criticize the boss or if, if Chibnall's stories were uh, uh, segregated away from the writer's room. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, could be. Could be. Because any writer, you know, would have sit down and said, listen, Chib, mm-hmm. listen, Chris, you know, I know you really love mm-hmm. the Da Vinci Code, but this isn't working. Try and think of something else. Or if you want it, here's how to make it work. Yes. How here's to and you know, let's try and bring together the Ryan's dad nonsense with the Dalek nonsense. Let's try and bring it together so it's more satisfying. Mm-hmm. So they're not just two completely different things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan, you go over there and talk to your dad for a bit, mm-hmm. and I'll go over here and fight some Daleks, right. and then we'll meet at the end of the episode where your dad will be threatened by a Dalek. Right. How about that? Cool. All right. It's just just not. It's just not good. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, the threatening at the end with the Dalek was a little too predictable. And then even more predictable is the Doctor losing control of the size of the vacuum, which is expanding, so it's going to suck out Aaron. Yeah. It's contrived drama that's unearned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping that he would get sucked out as well. Classic Who would have had a heroic death. Yeah, and then, you know, then Ryan would like, oh, I do love my dad because he's dead now. <laughs> and uh, I do love my dad because he was a hero and saved us from, I don't know, Dalek or something. And that would have been great because no one cares about Ryan's dad at all. I can't even remember Ryan's dad's name. Aaron. Whatever Ryan's dad is called. <laughs> Aaron, Ryan's dad. No one cares about him. He could very easily die. And that would provide us with the same kind of motivation that um, uh, What's-His-Name's had throughout the whole show when his wife died. So, Graham you know. and Grace, yeah. Yeah, Graham and Grace. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. This was also the most extreme of the Doctor's bus driving in uh, the series, I think. Right. You shuttling them around. Mm-hmm. And, well, and homing yeah. in on people's uh, cell signals and stuff, which I thought was clever. Yeah, yeah. But any Tom, Dick, and Harry can enter the TARDIS, and uh, the Doctor's pretty much a bus driver, getting getting people where they need to go. Doctor's cool with it as well. Doesn't mind if people come in the TARDIS. It's like it's like a yeah, front room, which I think is fine. Oh, so the console well, room is uh, worth showing off. It is. It is. Look at look at look at my, look at my crystals. Waggle my crystals. They move around. They waggle about. They waggle about in an unconvincing manner. <laughs> um, look at my crystals. Um, that's, that's pretty much all I've got on this one. It was good the first watch. It wasn't until you started thinking about it that uh, it could have been better. Yeah, the wheels really yeah, fell off. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Well, I mean, he's got the, they've got a whole year to make a new series of Doctor Who for us in 2020. Yep. And let's hope they've learned from their mistakes. I don't think, I mean, just looking around online, poking around online, looking at other reviews, I don't think anyone thinks this is, season has been a success. Anyone who's, mm. you know, who really knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure, I mean, hopefully people are taking Chib aside and like having a quiet word in his shell-like and saying, you know, okay, you've got to you got to pull your finger out, mate, and actually do a slightly better job. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe they're saying that. I hope so. Maybe. I think the New Year's Day ratings were down. I... Well, New Year's Day, it's not a good... I mean, actually, this is interesting. This is interesting. not really interesting at all. But this is a Doctor Who podcast, so I think you'll all find this interesting. Just looking at the ratings in general, 
um, for mm-hmm. Christmas Day. If Doctor Who had been on Christmas Day, it would have beaten everyone else because I think the highest rated show on Christmas Day was like Michael McIntyre or something, um, followed by the Queen's mm-hmm. Speech, which is just ridiculous. So, <laughs> I mean, I think if they bothered to put it on Christmas Day, I think it would do- would have done really good business. Um, New Year's Day is not such a big day for watching telly. It's, it's for more- sports. Is it? I think it's more of a sports thing. I think people watch sports on New Year's Day. I don't know. Well, in the UK, UK they don't. Who's, who's playing sports on, on New Year's Day? Blah. What possible sports could there be played on New Year's Day? I'll have to ask. Uh, nine pins? I don't know. Nine men's Morris? What kind of weird sports? <laughs> what, what, weird? Darts. darts. Don't they play darts? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, New Year's Day is for watching, you know, it's for watching James Bond films or, you know, like yeah. Where Eagles Dare or something. Mm-hmm. It's not really for drama. Mm. Um, and this whole thing. <laughs> well, this was. Was this drama? <laughs> Well, there you go. The whole idea, well, it can't be on Christmas Day anymore because we've run out of Christmassy things to do is silly, really. I mean, it doesn't, you know, I mean, and it wasn't very New Year's Day because there's nothing, New Year's Day isn't a thing, basically. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, you should have gone back to Vancouver or San Francisco, wherever it was. So I think think they did miss a trick. I think it should have been on Christmas and they shouldn't have worried about the fact it didn't have you know a christmas tree in it well the tardis could have landed on graham's christmas tree it landed on graham's christmas tree it could have been christmas mm-hmm. i don't know um the dalek could have been a christmas dalek or something <laughs> Santa I don't know. Dalek. it could have ho, ho, ho. it could have <laughs> ho, ho. yeah it could have yeah exactly it could have cannibalized like a i don't know some i christmas will bring toys thing. to all bad kids <laughs> no doctor yeah, exactly i want to spend my christmas <laughs> with a dalek exactly um, I don't know. Again, just a bit more thought. Could have been yeah. better. Could have been better. Right. I think I've uh, said enough. <laughs> it's not. It's, it was. It was slight yet enjoyable. It was a big step up from the Battle of Rank Cesspool uh, or whatever blah, it was. Rank, blah, yeah, yeah. A big step up, but as you pointed out, that isn't a very big step. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's a low bar. Mm-hmm. I think uh, call out. Nick Briggs and Charlotte Ritchie for their Dalek mutant, uh, Dalek controlled puppet dual act is yep. probably the highlight bit. Um, I thought the Dalek mutant was good. The TARDIS traveling through space, that time tunnel, still can't get enough of that. I think that's one of the excellent effects of Series 11. Great effect, yeah. Um, I would like to shout out again, just quickly. Um, sorry, I'm now, I'm now actually looking more at Wikipedia, which may, of course, <laughs> it may be lies. Apparently, the woman at the, the unit call center is called Polly. Yes. She's called Call Center Polly. <laughs> Laura Evelyn. <laughs> and, the, and the farmer who has the workshop that you can build a Dalek from is called Farmer Dinkle. <laughs> yes. Which seems, which seems a, an unnecessary detail, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they just could have called him The Farmer, but no, he's got a name and his name is Dinkle. I'm assuming that's his second name, not his first name. <laughs> Anyway, there you go. That's enough. Um, yeah. We resolve to keep on doing this podcast for another year until they do a new series. Yep. Or well, through the new series. Yep. We got to exactly. keep going on. So keep tuning in, I guess. Yeah. And we've got, we've got Gallifrey 1. Gallifrey 1. Oh, this is something that I should have mentioned a lot earlier. But maybe we could cover this next week, whatever we're going to talk about. I, saw, um, I went and saw the Sever team in concert. Oh, you did? Yeah. In Minneapolis. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I could review them maybe for the next. Yeah, part. we should talk about that for like a whole 
for like a whole hour. <laughs> they only sang for about 20 minutes. It would be like most of our reviews. It's always longer than the actual program longer itself. Longer than the actual program <laughs> itself. So anyway, yeah, I, I should have mentioned that. Anyway, but maybe we can... I, I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week, but anyway... Yeah, we'll figure um, something out. We'll figure something out. We usually do. Well, cool, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yep, you've been listening to episode 102, 102 of the Metabulous 2 podcast. I have been talking with Ben. I have been talking with David. <laughs> Good night. 